After a tough showing the week prior, Auburn basketball responds in a huge way and gets their biggest win of the year on the road, no less. And that is what we're going to talk about on this episode of the Auburn Daily Podcast. Auburn basketball is back in the driver's seat for the SEC regular season hunt. Join us. Joining us is Andrew Stefaniak, writer of AuburnDaily.com, knower of basketball. Andrew... We're feeling we're feeling good again. We recorded this last week. We weren't feeling good, yeah. but we're feeling good. So uh, let's let's jump right into it. I'm your host, Alex, better known on the socials at Auburn Memes, Andrew Stefaniak at Andrew Stefaniak on all the socials there. Tell me uh, your favorite thing about this old Miss win. What did you see that were like? Finally, it happened. Yeah. So this was one I was actually um, heading to go cover a game. And so I was watching the first half on my phone and I was just like, I was just so grumpy. I, cause I, cause I was in this, like we can't win away from Neville arena and, and it irks the literal pants off of me. I mean, it, it is the most frustrating thing in the world. And then they just, I mean, they turned it on. That was one of my favorite uh, – my dad and I talked. I mean, that was one of our, our favorite Auburn basketball wins in a while. And, and, you know, winning a game away from Neville, I don't care if it's Vandy. I don't care if it's Missouri. I don't care if it is uh, Loyola, Maryland. Don't care. If you win away from Neville Arena, especially in the SEC, it, it feels good. And this one, especially, I mean, we all know the narratives that were surrounding this game. You got Flanagan. You got a courtside Morgan Freeman. You got Lane Kiffin, uh, you know, poking fun. Uh, Wes Flanagan, the coach. And I mean, there was, there, you know, there was a lot going on in this game and a lot stacked up against Auburn. And, and Ole Miss wanted this game bad. That was very evident. I mean, that was give credit to those fans. It was a really good um, atmosphere. But uh, nevertheless, Auburn finds a way. Incredible second half, 56 points in the second half uh, for one of my, my favorite Auburn wins in a long time and definitely my favorite win this year. Yeah, I don't know. I don't have the stats in front of me. That might be the most points Auburn has scored in a half this season, even against some of their just quad four yeah. games that they were just bullying teams. Incredible timing, incredible dude on the road. And Ole Miss is not a bad basketball yeah. team by any stretch of the imagination before we get too far into that because that definitely is going to take the meat and potatoes of this i do want to shout out the vandy win because that was one of those games that kind of had people on the edge of their seats where it's like for the first few games of the sec schedule sort of flash in the pan did this loss to mississippi state did this loss to alabama did it take some of the wind out of the sails is this team going to get caught tripping on themselves because here's the thing about it is they ended up losing that Vanderbilt game, which would have been a that would have been a quad that was a quad four game. Yeah. So at that point, you can really start to panic and your season could just be in a tailspin downward. No bouncing back from something. I mean, I wouldn't say no bouncing back, but the bounce back would be very, very hard. And there were some reasons to be nervous going into that one. But here's the deal. Auburn did the thing against them. Uh, the first half, they had 37 points. The second half, that one, they had 44. So played a little bit stronger of a second half against Vanderbilt. Or Sorry, yes, but second half there. 
10 point game. You start feeling good too, but that one kind of started a little on the slower side, but Auburn took care of business there, did pretty much everything they needed to do. Got a good home win, dominated on the plus minus stats, uh, which is wild. Janai Broom on that Vanderbilt game had a plus minus of 40, <laughs> which is just absolutely freaking bananas. They uh, shot, they shot the ball almost 40% from deep. So that was good to see. Did what they need to do against Vandy. Set a good foundation. I think most people expected that. If it hadn't been a win there, it would have been sort of like a crisis mode. But yeah, that should be a game you always feel good about. That is uh, the only quad four SEC game on the schedule for Auburn thus far. You won it by nearly 30 points. Feel good about that. Now, you go back and you circle Ole Miss. You kind of sit there at Ole Miss. You look, all right, there's your crossroad games. You lose this game to Ole Miss on the road. You really start feeling a little nervous about if the SEC hunt is really obtainable, especially due to the fact that you've got, as of right now, four, five, quad four game, excuse me, quad four, quad one games remaining on the schedule. Very tough. I mean, one third of the schedule has almost half of the quad one games remaining to kind of put that in perspective. We'll talk a little bit more about that here in just a second. So if you lose that Ole Miss game, it might get a little bit tougher to do that. Then you've got a few more losses stacked against you compared to you and the rest of the SEC. It was going to get tough. Now, very good for Auburn because Tennessee lost – Tennessee. Kentucky lost over the weekend. So really you're looking at Alabama, Kentucky, and Tennessee as the teams you really need to root for to lose to help have the wins – to win the SEC regular season and also help bolster the fact at the very least you'll get that double buy going into the SEC tournament. Regardless of all that, Auburn not only beat Ole Miss on the road, it wasn't some chippy win. It was a team he beat by, I think, 23 points at home. So you think, okay, could we at least beat him by single digits on the road comfortably? And that first half, it was not a comfortable feeling. That was a very bad first half of basketball. You saw the you saw the uh, post-game aspect about Chad Baker Mazar going in the locker room, kicking out the coaches and uh, just getting after the team. Somebody made a joke that uh, on Twitter that I is sort of along the lines of like, I want to believe that Chad Baker Mazar went in there, just yelled at the team passionately in Spanish and they didn't understand what he said, but they just kind of took it and you know, they just kind of took it in stride. And then he responded to that laughing. So he thought it was funny. It was a good joke. So, Andrew, before we get into this, I want you to do a nice uh, breakdown of sort of the situation Auburn has running the net, kind of where they are with the quad game. So before we do that, I want to thank a sponsor, because what day is it today when we're recording? It is a Monday, correct? Unfortunately. You know, I don't even know why it's a Monday or not, because I have not had my Plains coffee today. Have you had your Plains coffee yet? I haven't this morning, and that's why I'm a little, I'm a little, I'm a little not there i need some yeah so if you're looking on the cameras you're looking at those two guys and you're like Woof. yeah it's because we have not had our planes coffee if we had our planes coffee today we'd be glowing right now why planes coffee is awesome one they got a ton of good flavors it's awesome but it's fresh they're going if i'm ordering that planes coffee it was ground the day before it gets to my house it's 24 hours or less fresh fresh beans throw that thing in the coffee maker Get some high-quality stuff. Whether you drink your coffee black or you like a little bit of flavor to it, it does not matter. It is the bomb. It's going to ship right to your doorstep, mailbox, whatever your living situation is. They'll get it there quick. Free shipping, too, which is always good. But on top of free, we're basically giving away some free money here with this discount code, 
Just put in Auburn at checkout. Get 10% off. So we're hooking you up with even more free money. If you're a coffee person and would love to support this show, helps out a ton, visit plainscoffee.com. Order coffee. And that doesn't matter. You don't have to just be in Auburn to do that. That is anywhere. The Postal Service, UPS, FedEx, they will deliver it anywhere. Throw that in there. Uh, get it. And if, if coffee's not your thing, they do have teas as well. So if you're a tea drinker or want to be a tea drinker, want some high-quality teas as well, Plains Coffee Despite its name, they still got teas. So check them out. I want to thank them for supporting the show. If you're getting some, use – I cannot point right. Yeah, Use that coupon code right there. All right, Andrew, let's break down Auburn's net situation right now. So this was the first quad one win. I think a lot of people hear quads, nets, rankings. Give us a little breakdown of kind of what that means, short or small and big picture. Yeah, so the net rankings – I, I, I've learned a lot about them. It was something, I, you know, one of those things back in the day, people would say the net rankings and you'd be like, okay, cool, great. You know, but like <laughs> not, no, not, not know much about it. So I did a lot of research on it heading into this year to be able to write more on it. I never had, had written much about it before, but basically, you know, back in the day, they used to use those, um, let me put, uh, what was it? The RPI. They got rid of the RPI heading into the 2020 season and started using the net rankings. Basically, the net rankings, it takes into factors things like um, net efficiency, winning percentage, adjusted win percentage, and that is all the kind of nerdy mumbo-jumbo of it that's still a little hard to understand, but those are the metrics that make their rankings. But what matters is where the rankings lie. So, for example, this is how it works. A quad one win. If a team in the net rankings is ranked one through 30, and you beat them at home, that is a quad one win. If they are ranked one through 50, and it is a neutral site game, that is a quad one win. If they are ranked one through 75, and it is a true road game, that is a quad one win. So quad two, 31 through 75 at home, quad one is a quad two win. 51 through 100 neutral site is a quad two win. Away, 76 through 135 is a quad two win. Um, quad three, 76 to 160 at home is a quad three win. 101 to 200 on neutral site is a quad three win. And then 135 to 240, a true road game is a quad three win. Last quad here is quad four, a home game. 161 through 353 is a quad four win. 201 through 353 is a quad uh, four win on um, a neutral site and then 241 through 353 in a true road game is a quad four win. So of course, you know, you want to pick up quad one and quad two wins. And while as important as winning quad one and quad two games is losing quad three and quad four games is just as important. You cannot lose quad three and quad four games. So of course, Auburn has not done that yet. Auburn has one quad two loss and it's just barely a quad two loss because Appalachian State is now 76. They're one spot away from it being a quad one loss. So that's kind of the way it works. And you really want to win quad one games, win quad two games, and don't lose quad three and four games. And right now, um, Auburn was able to pick up their first quad one win over Ole Miss, which is going to really help down the stretch. So to clarify, just to clarify some of that aspect there, the numbers he's talking about is the opponent's ranking in the mm -hmm. net. Yes. So when he says like, you know, one through 50 or 75, whatever, that is what your opponent is ranked in the net. Auburn is currently ranked eighth in the net. Yes. Why the net is important for those that aren't super familiar with the net. 
is that is March Madness time. That's what they're looking at. Yeah. That is what the tournament committee, the people that build the tournament, the all-knowing tournament gods, these are the numbers that they are using to determine seating, all that good stuff. So your net ranking matters. What you see on TV's AP, AP is a feel-good number. Mm -hmm. uh, we've seen many times through the years that AP voters are not necessarily the most informed voters, nor yes. are they the best or accurate. Because what is happening is a AP voters can be all over the place. Are you guaranteed that they're necessarily going to watch all of the games? Are you going to be super tuned in with everything that's going on? Maybe, they're maybe not. not. Sometimes they will just literally copy Ken Palm. Sometimes they will copy net. Sometimes they will just, it, what feels like they are just pulling straws. Hmm. And that few years ago in Auburn is ranked number one. You had these random AP voters, I'm not going to say names, but you know who I'm talking about that were putting Auburn like in the teens and everybody else had them like top four, if majority number one. So, all it takes is one just jack jack wagon. We'll keep this uh, keep this family friendly here to just get that out of whack. The net is going to be much more data driven, much more mm. analytically driven. Yeah. And the nice part about the net too is it is not a concrete ranking; it is fluid. So you'd mentioned earlier, App State had moved around. So yes, what could be a quad one win at the beginning of the season has the ability to change if that team starts performing worse. And that's a great point I want to add here. That's what has hurt Auburn. Let's let's call a spade a spade. USC, Indiana, some of these games were we thought would be quad one games, you know. So the folks that are saying Auburn doesn't have any quad one wins, eh, you know, I mean, if you really look at this, when they made this schedule, you anticipated USC and Indiana being really good basketball teams and being potential quad one games. So it fluctuates. It's forever changing. Ole Miss could slip out of being a quad one game. I mean, you know what I mean? That's just the reality here. Um, so yeah, when's the last time that happened, you know? Yeah. And it's crazy. The, the highest quad two that they have right now is St. Bonaventure. Uh -huh. Isn't that right? Um, let me pull it up. Because I think it's I on neutral because it was a neutral game. I think your highest quad. St. Bonaventure is ranked. Um, Nicely, 69 spot. Yep, nice. Virginia Tech makes your best home game. So, yeah, so you kind of sit there and you're like, I don't think many people had it on their bingo card that Indiana, which was a stout win, that was an awesome game. Yes, and then USC would have been that low. But you just never know how it goes. But if a team that you beat early in the season, that you a game that you didn't really think about, goes up. I want to say Bradley last year was one of those games. Or like Auburn mm -hmm. just beat up on them. And then all of a sudden you're like, oh, wow, they were doing pretty well. And they're – in their division, and then that was one that kind of bolstered Auburn's status. So you always have some of those that are just like, okay, didn't see that one coming. Yeah. And that's kind of the beauty and the beast of the net. And honestly, I wish they had a similar deal for football because the problem with football is we don't really know what the playoff committee does mm. as far as like where they're seeing things. But for many, many years, you had that situation of you'd have a team that was like really, really hyped preseason, a team beats them. And then they go and win like six games the rest of the year, but they were like top five at the beginning of the year. So it just looks like, oh, that team had a ranked win. That wasn't really a ranked win. And yeah. it's sort of like, are the AP voters really remembering that? Like, do you really trust the computers to do whatever? Do you really trust the committee and whatever? So it's nice to see that you have a system here in basketball that at least accounts for the big picture for the yeah. entirety of the season. So I, I personally... I'm pro net ranking. I like how mm. it works. So we don't necessarily have to talk about uh, RPI just because it 
isn't relevant anymore. But there were some differences to it. If you're curious about that, go research it on your own. Didn't work exactly the same way. So mm-hmm. when you think, I mean, the net isn't perfect. I mean, it definitely has its cons, but there is never going to be any sort of perfect ranking system uh, in sports in general. So regardless here, <clears throat> Auburn has four quad one games. The ones they've lost were Baylor, Alabama, Mississippi State. And of course, they did win Ole Miss. And the good news is, is for those games, they were all fairly close. Like you didn't have a quad one loss blowout. Yeah. And even some of those games got a little bit further away from them just because of foul trouble. I mean, Alabama was a one point game. So Auburn started fouling. So uh, Baylor was a similar situation. I don't think it was necessarily a one point game. I don't think it was within a score or two. Well, Auburn and, was uh, up double digits in that one at one point too, as yeah. well. I mean, you know, so Mississippi state was really your ugliest loss. And that was just that, that was Auburn just, bad game but as far as what's coming up next you obviously have alabama florida kentucky's like technically a fringe quad one game because they're 26 or like 25 would count it because it is at home for auburn and then that probably will be one and then tennessee and then you got a bunch of quad twos and your only quad three are going to be missouri and georgia in the season which is probably a nice way to kind of scale it out because i know auburn in the past has ended it with like a tennessee or alabama right there toward the stretch it's kind of nice to like okay, let's just coast into the runway to get to the SEC tournament and get some of the harder stuff out right before the end. Now, that doesn't mean you ignore those quad three games because you lose a quad three game at the end of the season, that could be dangerous. But, yeah, I've got a hot take on this, okay? Okay. And I want you to, I want you to hear me out on this. I think <clears throat> if Auburn beats Alabama and Kentucky, they can win the SEC. Here's my only concern, and I'll be really honest with you. I I think Auburn got dealt a bad hand of cards, and I'm going to tell you why. Okay. Tennessee's really, really, really good. You yes. play them once, and it's on the road. Yeah. So you I don't, I don't see that, – that to me, obviously, is the most likely – I feel the most confident that Auburn's not going to win that game out of everything left on the schedule. I, I don't think agree. It's a hot, I don't think it's a hot take either, but and, that's just one I'm not going to be you, like. Uh. I watched Tennessee play, you know, in person on Saturday. I, I think, I, I mean, I, I think you can. They're beatable. I think Auburn or in Tennessee are very comparable basketball teams. If you really watch the game close, the issue is winning at that place is going to be hard. You know, I, I'm a big believer in you. You know, and you don't play. You don't play in Knoxville in the NCAA tournament. Like, I think in a neutral site, I think it's a really even game. I think in Neville Arena, it's a really, you know, even game. I think it's an even game all around. But I think um, – I don't think you win that game. So, I agree with you. And I – personally, I do. I do think that um, Auburn's going to beat Alabama. I do think they'll beat Kentucky. Uh, I do not think they'll beat Tennessee – and I think that's going to cost them the SEC because you only play – unless Tennessee drops a couple games, they shouldn't, which is why, in all honesty, I think folks should have been rooting for Kentucky on Saturday um, because Auburn will have the head-to-head over Kentucky if they win that game in Neville. And um, so I, you need to root for Tennessee to lose a couple games. Um, well, <clears throat> well, here's the here's the ones I'm looking at the schedule here, the remainder. I agree with you. I feel better about Kentucky – I just think they're going to Auburn is going to be so ready to play Alabama at home, and that's and, the Ot Liv, the um, Ot Liv game, right? Ot Liv, isn't it? Is it Kentucky or yeah. Alabama? It, no, it's Kentucky. I'm I'm ninety nine. I'm ninety ninety percent. Yes, no, I'm no. I know for a fact it is. Okay, 
All right, uh, I was not aware not, of that. Okay, that's yeah. good to know. So yeah, everybody, yeah. Uh, you know, go support Outlive. Awesome video that awesome they put video. out uh, last week on the Auburn basketball page. If y'all have not seen that, mm-hmm. about a they kind of did a, a little sneakeroo of they're going to have a kind of a impromptu media press conference. They snuck Bruce in there. Then instead of it being the media, it was people who were like survivors of cancer, relatives yeah. or friends of those who were, and they're basically just like thanking Bruce for the money that he raised. It was a very touching, emotional thing. Really, really awesome. So guys, if you have the means when it is the outlive game, uh, think about donating to an awesome cause. If you're at the game, they'll be selling t-shirts and merch that also helps support them. You can also get a pretty sick outlive shirt. I have one. I bought one last year. I really honestly need to buy another one just a heads up about the outlive shirt. I don't know about anybody else there. Go, Go up, go up a size or two. <clears throat> I got an XL and usually I can fringe large XL depending upon how the shirt fits. This was an Under Armour one. It was a <clears throat> kind of, you know, the, the dry fit of yeah. synthetic material. I got broad shoulders. I've got like a little bit narrow over waist. It just, it was kind of, it felt good lengthwise around the waist and around my stomach, but like up in the shoulders, I was just, if I, you know, did any yeah. movements like that, didn't really fit well. I would go back, probably get a two X in that case. So just, mm-hmm. Be a little careful if you're looking for the Outlive shirts. It's also it sure, it's super comfortable. Game. It is. I don't. I just checked. It is the Kentucky game, so I'll be there for that. I'm really looking forward. Yeah, to that. we'll grab you an Outlive shirt and just remember. I am going to get size. One. Yeah, get yes. your get your just up a size. Just be That's careful. So <clears throat> I feel good about the Alabama game. I think you'll be ready for that. The ones that you kind of got to circle. I mean, obviously Tennessee. We've already circled yeah. Tennessee. The other two that you're like would be Georgia and Florida away. Those could be – I feel a little bit better about Georgia if they've been trending lately. Yeah. Still, you never know. I mean, they dropped that one real ugly last year just out of nowhere, very unchar- uncharacteristically. But Gary Oquindo's gone. So the, the scary bad man's gone. So there's no need to worry. And then uh, South Carolina at home, you also feel a little nervous about because South Carolina's been trending fairly They strong. have been. I'll tell you what, though. And actually, ironically, the net rankings are not buying in to South Carolina. They beat Kentucky and Columbia, and they beat um, Tennessee and Knoxville. But the net rankings still have them 38th. Um, but there are some wins, I think, that, that that look better eye test than they do net rankings and on paper. And that South Carolina game is a really good opportunity for you to beat a, a basketball team that's kind of – in that, you know, are they overrated? Are they are they underrated? Are they pro- what's going on here? Um, you know, to beat a team like that in in Neville Arena, kind of like we saw with Ole Miss the first time. You know, I, I mean, you, you beat the brakes off of them. Um, I think South Carolina is a good basketball team, but I think Auburn is a much much better basketball team. If you take if you handle business at home in that one, um, I think I just think it's gonna it's, that's a win that looks good to the committee. Oh, South Carolina, they went to Knoxville and won. They beat Kentucky, but Auburn beat them by 13 in Neville Arena. You know, I think it's just a better-looking win than it really is on paper. Well, uh, I want to talk about the Ole Miss game a little bit more. Okay. We're going to conclude this out. We'll obviously be talking a lot more ball. We may have to do a second episode this week after the Auburn-Alabama game because that could be a pretty, pretty big one. So want to go ahead and shout out our second sponsor. If you have listened to the show, you already know that it's going to be the Opelika and Birmingham Rage Room, both locations. Didn't have a nice segue of like, oh, we lost to Vanderbilt or something like that, which is awesome. Happy we don't have to have that again like we did last week because Alabama and Mississippi State had me in Rage Room mode. This is like not as much in Rage Room mode. 
but that doesn't mean you shouldn't still go see your rage room. You know, be preemptively mad. It's Auburn sports. You're gonna there's something's gonna happen. Just go ahead and like preemptively get the anger out. If you do have that mode, you're an Auburn fan, you know the benefits. You've many, many times needed that. Go check them out if you're in the Auburn area, just outside of downtown Opelika on Second Avenue, just right down Opelika Road if you're coming from Auburn. They're awesome. Opelikaragroom.com. Book your session there. Check them out on social media if you're not quite sure what a rage room is. Exactly what it sounds like. You get a big table full of stuff, breakables, windshields, TVs, bottles. You get bats, hammers, all sorts of things. You can go get there and smash it to pieces. Total blast. If you're not super into that, they also have a splatter room. Big paint fight. Tons of fun. Same deal in Birmingham. Located in downtown Birmingham. Right there in Lakeview. Right by St. Vincent's Hospital if you're familiar with that. Tons of fun there. Check them out. BirminghamRageRoom.com. At the social medias there. And hey, Whatever the location is, make sure to tell them you heard about it on Auburn Daily. Or you've been there before, just say, hey, I was listening to Auburn Daily Show. They gave you guys a shout out. But most importantly, they said if you will give us some extra stuff if we mention that we heard it on the Auburn Daily Show. So do that. Take advantage of it. Get some extra bucket of bottles. Get an extra stack of plates. Whatever the stuff is, they will give it to you. Maybe it's a windshield. I don't know. They said they're going to hook up any Auburn Daily listeners. So, yeah. Let us help you get more stuff at the Rage Room. Go check them out. Both Rage Rooms, both locations, tons of fun. Let's hope we don't even have to mention next week Auburn gets two important wins, Alabama and Florida. We don't even need a Rage Room. Maybe we don't need one for the rest of the season. Wouldn't that be awesome? That would. It's going to really hurt the may hurt the business, but I'm just going to tell them <laughs> right now, if it's between the business and Auburn winning the regular SEC tournament, they're going to have to take one for the team, and they understand they, yeah. they understand how this works. So, um. Back to business here. Let's wrap this up. Talk about the Ole Miss game. I want to mention a few things that were awesome here. We mentioned the second half turnarounds, the insane amount of points. Just everything happened. The crazy part is, is Broom and Chad Baker-Bazaar got in foul trouble. You had those highlight dunks. Oh. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, oh. You had responses. You had guys hitting threes when it counted almost 45% from deep huge response from D and that has been something that had been struggling with Ole Miss, especially in that first half was just not missing buckets at all. Ole Miss shot 50% the first half from deep Auburn on the other hand shot 36.8, which is not bad, but the second half they shot 62.5 from deep. They went five for eight huge response. You do that type of stuff when it counts, when it matters, you win these games. And guess what? Not only did Auburn win, they had a commanding double-digit win. So I'm going to ask you about the Ole Miss game here. Was there a player, because this could be the tough one, who was your MVP player from this game? Uh, you know, and I'm going to give you, I'm going to give you a, a, a different answer because um, I could sit here and I could say Chad Baker Mazzara, I could say Janai Broom. You know, I could say uh, Jalen Williams. I want to pull up the exact number. So Jalen had 16 points. Broom had 15. Chad Baker Mazar had 15. You know who really, um, really impressed me in this game? Hmm. K. D. Johnson. Yes, very efficient. Did four not have a lot of minutes, of but he made them count. Four of four from the field. One of one from three. Two rebounds. Three assists. Eleven points in 13 minutes. Two free one throws personal, as well. One technical foul. Yeah, um, yeah, I love that. I want I want a technical out of yeah. KD Broom or Chad Baker Mazar. I at least want one technical a game from them. You know what's funny? I'm normally a big sportsmanship guy, but that KD foul 
I, I, I didn't have a care in the world. I, when he did, when I mean, that putback dunk was the coolest thing I've ever seen. And you got to remember, he's six foot, right? Wink, wink, bull crap. Um, that was impressive. That was really cool to see. That was, I mean, so I was all in on that one. Um, but yeah, but Katie, you know, I'm going to be honest with you. I, I, I've had enough fits in my days about things Katie Johnson has done. I think we all have. Katie Johnson has, has met, and I'm not talking about technical fouls. I'm talking about passes and why are you shooting that? Why are you driving that? This year, he has been so much better at that, in my opinion. Now, he's, I mean, he still has his moments where, where you go, what are we doing, man? But they're much, much more rare than we've seen in the past. Um, and I think what he brings to the table is so valuable to a basketball team. And when he brings that and actually can help you, scores 10 points and gets a couple boards, a couple assists, it really, I mean, he's a really valuable piece to this team. So, um, I, I mean, I'm, I'm, I was proud of Katie Johnson. I was proud of him. I mean, what? what he's done in this game, what he's done this season. Um, he's really accepted his role. And I think growing up as a basketball player. 100%. And one thing you mentioned there too, and I think is a huge aspect of this. They, they did not the depth. The Ole Miss mm-hmm. did not have the depth to keep up with Auburn and Auburn definitely yeah. wore him down. I think that's where you really saw it in the second half. On top of that, they didn't have sharp that game. So yeah. Sharp is seven five, seven six, mm. huge fella. He played eighteen minutes against Auburn at home. Big man. Not only did, were you missing a body, you were missing an immense amount of size yeah. there, as far as a matchup standpoint. So two things to really go into the depth and/or matchup aspect of this game that was in Auburn's favor. And when guys start getting a little more worn out, getting a little bit more tired, it kind of benefits the guy that's got he's got the gun. So you look here, Ole Miss's four of their starting five, including Flanagan, 32 minutes, 32 minutes, 33 minutes, 36 minutes. Flanagan was the 33, and then 24, yeah. 24. And then after that, you had your you had your drop-off there. So they play nine guys. Now, two of those were three minutes and two minutes, respectively. So really, Ole Miss was playing seven. The other seven was 12 minutes. Really, Ole Miss played six. Let's be honest here. Yeah. Six and a half. That's going to wear out your guys a lot. Now, by contrast here, Auburn spread those minutes out as they do. Nobody played over 30. Jalen played the most of 27. You have 25-25 with Broom and Trey. Aiden, uh, it's going to be a little interesting. He played 15. So, Seems to be that Trey's taking the lion's share of those minutes. We'll see what ends up going there. That's kind of another topic for another day. Yeah. And then Denver um, with 26. Glad to see Denver stepping up. But like I said, even though KD had a little bit less minutes, he made every single second count. CBM played 26. So that's where that's going to go. So if you have a team that's only going to play six against Auburn, six and a half, like that's going to be really tough to handle when Auburn is just bringing these fresh legs, if you're in there and you played, you're playing 30 plus minutes and you got KD just fresh off the bench, hadn't played in a while with full energy. Like it's like, it's like trying to stop a freight train mm-hmm. and you hadn't slept in three days. Like, yeah. I mean, it's just not happening. And I, mean, I think you saw it. I mean, there's, there's, they lit the fire. They were not ready for the energy Auburn had. So props to them for, cause there were some games kind of scratch their head last year. It's like, what are they doing with the rotations here? But yeah. it made sense did what they needed to on the road. 
I think it's going to be a huge confidence builder. Because you're right, the narrative before that is, can this team do the thing on the road? And it was going to be a little bit scary. Like, is this team really going to only be fun to watch at home? And I was getting a little bit nervous there because I'm like, well, SEC tournament time, March Madness time. Is this going to be another first-round SEC tournament loss? Is this going to be another round of 32 bounce that just they had no you know worst game of the year type deal? So they got some toughies away. Yeah. So Auburn we'll, just came in at 12 in the AP poll, by the way, just now. Ooh, breaking news. Good news. Yes, mm-hmm. love that. So 12th, they were 16. Mm-hmm. So – yeah, I think they were eight prior. That might have been a little high. So this is probably a safe spot. But as we kind of mentioned, it's all about the net, which they are eight in the net as of now. So before we conclude it, Andrew, did you have any other things about this game that you want to say, hey, that's that's one thing I'm circling? Or even better yet, a tougher question, was there still something that you saw that you were like, didn't like that? Was there a, was there a critique you had of this game? You know, I think we've seen – this is interesting um, thought here. I think we've seen two different Auburn teams over the last couple, you know, over the different styles of team over the last few years. If you remember right, it seems like last year, and sometimes even the year before, Auburn would have a ten point lead at half, and you would know, oh, this is not safe. Yeah, same safe. And they'd play a good first half, and then kind of choke down the stretch. This team, I mean, think about it. You've got uh, what were you down? I forget what I know. They were down. It was what fourteen against. They were down. 14 against yeah, 14, 14 against Bama, Bama. and then, and then uh, Mississippi State <laughs> was tied. But uh, you know, this team is kind of coming on in the second half, which I'd rather you just put together two great halves. But that's let's be honest, that's not not I mean, nine. They were down nine points against Ole Miss. So that's my whole point: is this team is is figuring it out when it matters, and I think that's a good thing. I'm not. I'd rather you play good the whole game, of course. Obviously, if that was an option, I'm going to choose that option. But um, I like to see that this team goes to halftime down and they know, hey, we're fine. We're good. And the, and the whole, like you said, the Chad Baker Mazzara talking to the team and kicking out the coaches, that's cool. I, you know, I've been a part of locker rooms playing baseball where well, I guess not a lot. There's no halftime in baseball. But, you know, I mean, stuff like that happens. And um, it, it really does help. I mean, sometimes hearing things from a teammate, it, it hits different than hearing things from a coach. Um, and, and so that's a real cool leadership moment from Chad Baker Mazzara. Uh, but no, especially I'm being a new and, transfer too. Like that's awesome to yeah, see that you have new guy. Yeah, you have leadership at at all aspects. Your new Andrew guys, because I mean he's he's not a vet. I mean he's he's a veteran of basketball. He's just new to Auburn. I think this is his third exactly. year playing. So it, it's great to know. And I think was it to keep saying like this is one of the tightest teams they have. One stat mm. I do want to mention because we talked about it last week: the assist. Mm. Trey getting six assists, Broom getting seven, which is crazy. Yeah. Even in a short amount of time, Aiden still had three. KD had three. I uh, would like to see a little bit more out of Denver, but he was shooting mm-hmm. the ball pretty good. So, like, hey, if you're going to call your own number, get after it. 25 yeah, yeah. assists for the game. Love to see it. So, glad they listened to the episode. Glad they uh, took some notes on what we were yeah. saying. Yeah, appreciate but, it. But, I mean, yeah, hey, glad we could help. But it, it just goes there. And also, too, the rebounding was bananas, mm-hmm. too. They got 42 rebounds. Yeah, they dogged them the on the boards. Ole Miss got 26. So if, you out-re- if you out-rebound like that, yeah, and that's – I mean, that was that's always the thing. And it seems mm-hmm. like that always happens with Tennessee, where Tennessee just always out-rebounds Auburn. Yeah. But if they can keep that up and just out-rebound the other team by double digits, you're probably going to win by double digits too. So, mm-hmm. But, yeah, that's going to mm-hmm. wrap that up. Huge game in a few nights against Alabama. Like I said, if all things go to plan, we might have to do a uh, emergency – 
pod one way or another. So just be on the lookout for that. This is the uh, this is the steep part of the schedule. I mean, this is where this is where it's it's make or break time. There's really no there's really no. Uh, I mean, you look at that Missouri game. Oh, I'll see. Well, you you lose that one. It could be bad news bear. So there's really no uh, no breaks here. It's all gas and it, like I said, a lot of big quad one games, and this could set Auburn up huge for the SEC as well as March Madness. So we're ready. We're gonna buffalo. We're gonna be here talking about it all. <clears throat> All for the remainder of the season. Once a week. If it's big week, might have to do it twice a week. Might have to do a second episode. Y'all just comment that comment and say Andrew, second episode. Uh get him get him hyped up for it. That's gonna conclude us for today's Auburn Daily Show podcast. Make sure to, if it's on like a podcast platform, like, subscribe, review, five stars, super, super helpful. Uh, if it's on YouTube, I want to thank you out for checking us out there. Make sure to subscribe as well, comment, like the video, you know, tell somebody about it. All those things help us out a ton. Uh support the show sponsors. That is a we we love them. They help keep us afloat. They love Auburn, therefore we want to love them back. All the things there, all love. And Andrew, uh, tell everybody where they can check you out or what you've got going on before we wrap this up. Yeah, you can check out everything over at um, all my written work over at auburndaily.com. Um, when the Kentucky games coming up, those that are interested, I of course cover Kentucky basketball as well. You can check out that um, at wildcatstoday.com just if you want to get in the mood for the Auburn game when that comes around. Uh, and I'll be in town, Auburn family, for the Auburn uh, for the Auburn-Kentucky game. So um, let's get a beer. Hit me up. I'll see you all there. Yeah, hit a pantry. Uh, baseball that weekend too. So yep. we're, we have to be pivoting to baseball talk. This is a yep. big, big hype season for baseball. So we'll be talking about some of that. I'm feeling pretty good about Butch, what Butch and the boys got cooking. Uh, I think they really had something going last year. They obviously uh, had some health issues with some of the guys, but they can stay healthy this year. I'm feeling, uh, I'm feeling like baseball might be sneaking up on everybody, and they might, they might, they might make a little bit of a run. I'm, I'm hoping so. I'm crossing my fingers. I think we got a lot of reason to believe that for those that have followed the baseball team closely. So let's wrap us all up here. We're still focused on basketball. Big week coming ahead. Like I said, we will be here for it. So thank everybody for listening and be. Staying tuned for that. Of course, tomorrow's episode will be the Top Button Podcast with Charlie Five. So make sure to check that out. Charlie's always delivering the best stuff there. For today, that's all we got. We're wrapping it up. We'll see you next time.